Hey, John. Hey. What is your favorite part about Thanksgiving dinner? Uh, stuffing and... The yes. Yes. Yes, just stuffing. Just you stuffing. can just stop okay, it right. I mean, also wine. Obviously, yes. always wine. Mm-hmm. But, but wine is for every dinner. So I'm yes. talking specifically about Thanksgiving dinner. Now, are you an in-the-bird stuffing kind of guy? Or are you a stuffing on the side kind of guy? I'm an as long as somebody else made it, I will eat it stuffing kind of guy. Also the correct answer. <laughs> you are two for two so far. And that has me very excited because tonight we have to make a choice. Oh. And I want to be sure we make the correct choice because it is almost Thanksgiving and we have to choose, you know, the food and the wine and which party we're going to go to and which friends we're going to lie to and which parent we're going to go to and which parent we're going to lie to. It's very complicated. It is. I know. And I trust you to make the right decision. Uh, That's bold. You know what else (laughs) might be bold? Hmm. Some Cabernet Sauvignon here on a new episode of Chris Tries to Review Wine. Hit it, guys. Recording live in New York, it's Chris Tries to Review Wine with your special guest, Jonathan Horvath. Two delicious bottles of Cabernet Sauvignon. Musical guest, Joy Division. And your host, the man who puts the oh no in wino, Chris Barlow. Okay. Thanksgiving is here, John, and so are you. Yes. It's great to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. I've, I've been a fan for the show for days. Days. Yes. Days. Days add up to weeks. Indeed. Weeks add up to months. You, you could have been a fan since years, decades. It's been many days, actually. It all begins yeah. with days. <laughs> and you know, you are a guest I've been trying to have on the podcast for many days. That is true, yeah. We've been, we've been scheduling and rescheduling. We have. And that's why people tune in, to hear about our doodle polls and uh, missed connections. Indeed. Well, and I'm, I am happy you, you postponed me after uh, Cantoberfest, because I am not an animal. Oh, wow. We're so, back into classy wines. Yes, indeed. Wines served in bottles. Now, mind you, the moral of Cantoberfest <laughs> was that cans are lovely. That's true. But... Portable, unbreakable. Bottles are classic. Indeed. And bottles have a certain je ne sais quoi when it comes to the holidays. I don't recommend rolling up to Thanksgiving with an armful of cans. True. But you might want to roll up with one of these two Cabernet Sauvignons because, of course, after Cantoberfest, we're exploring Cabernets in Cabvember. <laughs> Rolls right off the tongue. It does. Uh, and so last week in Cabvember, I had over my friend Zach Hodges and we compared two Cabernets. One cost twice as much as the other. Ooh. Oh. And that was pretty fun. Mm. So I thought this week we would compare two Cabernets and one would cost twice as much as the other. This is great. It's an original idea. <laughs> and so this time, I added a little twist, you okay. know. One of the wines is a Trader Joe's Petite Reserve. It's got the TJ's name on the label. Mm. Ooh. And the other one, well, the other one's kind of fancy. It's a Belle Roche. All right. Belle Roche. That's mm. yeah. And so your job tonight is to decide between the two glasses in front of you, which one is the Trader Joe's Petite Reserve. <sighs> And which one is Belle Roche? Which stands for, that's, that's French for, for pretty, pretty roche? Pretty roche. Pretty roche. Pretty, pretty roche. roche. Very, very roche. Mm. Okay. They are almost identical They really in are. Color. They're, both, they're both quite red. 
Ooh. Hard to see. I forget I forget the term for the the the, the legs, the legs yes, that indeed. roll down the glass. Definitely one of them is a little little leggier, leggier yes. But they both have some nice yeah. cams, you know. That's true, yeah. I think this this one on, on uh, my left. Your left. You're you're declaring the one on your left the Rochier of mm-hmm. the two, which means we're gonna start by tasting this first of the two Cabernets. All we right. don't know which one it is yet, mm-hmm. but I will taste alongside you. Alright. And as always, we'll begin with the sniff. Go mm. ahead and sniff this wine, John. Then look up and confidently tell mm. us the first thing that comes to mind. Mmm. Mm. Nice. It's like a. Ah, it's kind of spicy. There's some spice, but there's also like a a, a, a ripe fruit. Like I, I want to maybe like a, a plum, but something like dark. Mmm, a fruity, plummy. Mm. Yeah. Mmm. But no, I definitely it's, it's spice, spice forward. Spice forward with a bit of jam. Yes, that's exactly it. Now, will it taste that way mm. too? Go ahead and take a sip. Be sure to move that wine all around the mouth so everyone knows you are tasting the wine. Oh, yes. Mm. Got a bite. Not, not too much little on the tanniny on the finish, right? Yeah, a little bit of uh, a tanniny yep. mm-hmm. finish. Mm-hmm. A little lingering on the finish. Uh, and it's kind of tangy. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, it'll, it'll, it'll wake you up. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow, the best part of waking up mm-hmm. is Mystery Cabernet, Mystery Cabernet in your cup. Yep. And my days often start that way around the holidays. <laughs> it's not an easy time. The question is, could you bring this to your Thanksgiving and confidently serve it, say, with their stuffing or vegan tofurkey? I think so. I mean, granted, my, my family is as really that classy, so I think as long as... They'd be happy that I brought anything. Um, that, that's a step in know, the right I, direction. If I, if I showed up with anything other than um, an open hand asking for a check... I think they'd be really, really impressed. Wow. Do you think if you brought a good enough wine, you could show up and ask for a check and they would still be impressed? I think so. I think so. Mostly just to cover the wine. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think um, they'd they'd be like, okay, you clearly extended yourself here. You You are a performer living in New York City. What didn't you pay for in order to bring this bottle of wine? And can I reimburse that person before they cut your knees off? Yeah, and you'd just yeah. be like, well, just rent, but again, mm-hmm. yeah. no biggie. Wow, exactly. Wow. So it sounds like you're a fan, but it sounds also like, mm, you're not all the way there. Are you sure it's the Roshiest? I mean, it's fairly Roshi, but I can't, Roshiest would be a comparison. I think that means it's time for us to do a comparison. I think it is. Go ahead and grab the second glass of wine. This one, mm, a little less leggy, but otherwise equally inky red wine. Take mm-hmm. a sniff. Not quite as spicy. Ooh. No smoother, I think. Yeah. Subtler on the nose. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it is. It's But when you get right down in there, I mean, there's still... Ooh, but there is, there's still yeah. actually quite a lot going on. It's not as uh, pungent, but yeah. it is definitely complex. Yeah, it is a subtler... I want to say there's maybe an earthy tone underneath this I could, one. I can see that. Yeah, you know? Yeah, it was like a... Like an, an alcoholic spring morning. Mm, mm, my favorite no, kind of spring morning. No, autumn morning, oh. for sure. Like the, the leaves are there a little bit, little wet. A little, little wet and crunchy right, still yep. all at once. Mm, but you get that sort of that, that musty, yet still sort of fresh fall yeah. feeling. Everything is dying and you think, man, I just wish I could have a drink. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Quick, take a sip. That's right. one of my favorite feelings. I hope it tastes as good, too. Hmm. Hmm. After that first one, it 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 doesn't do as much. Like that first one was like 
smack you in the face. Yeah, and this one is a lot subtler, a lot smoother. But I need to like, I need to come, I need to come to it, right? Mm -hmm. Like I need to, I need to, it's, there's like a good performance that makes you lean in. You kind of need to lean into this one. Yeah, you got to get a bit closer. Mm -hmm. I did give this one a bit of time to decant because uh, the label for this one suggested that I give it some time mm-hmm. to decant. Mm. And that's not a hint one way or the other. I'm uh-huh. sure Trader Joe's Petite Reserve often gives you decanting instructions. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure their three buck chuck has clear decanting, <laughs> decanting instructions that says decant into mouth mm-hmm. for a minimum <laughs> of 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, it is, it's a, it is, it's super mellow. It's the kind of thing I'd, I'd want to, I'd want to pair with like a, it would be a salty, like a good salt, like savory dish would be nice with this, right? To bring out some of it because it's it's mellow. I don't think it, you know, it, it's not going to fight with like the like the green bean casserole with the with the uh, uh, cornflakes on the top, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That strange dish that everyone seems to have decided belongs at the yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's uh-huh. what the Indians made. The Indians had their yeah. cornflakes. Yeah, they brought that. They're, they're, they're multi- called maize flakes. Maize at the flakes, time, multicolored but, you know, maize flakes. Yeah. 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 Uh, mm-hmm. Wow. No, you're right. What would I pair this with at Thanksgiving? Is a trickier a trickier question. Although. It is a bit milder, which might go nicely with the turkey. True. Whereas the other red would be pretty aggressive. Yeah, very true. Yeah, it wouldn't... Yeah. I wouldn't want to overpower Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, we do that with political ideas anyway. I'm sure your Thanksgiving dinner is already going to make you feel powerless. Exactly. So why <laughs> overpower the, the exactly. food as well? You exactly. Know? It's an easy choice. Mm-hmm. Ah. But each one has its own unique strengths, you know. Not one is blowing the other out of the water. Yeah. You know what's fun, actually? Now that I've let this second one sit, it is... It's grown on me a bit. It, I mean, it has its a it has a super long finish. Yeah, the second one lingers with you quite a while. Yeah. And again, subtly. It's not like a, mm-hmm. an aftertaste. It's... No, no, but it, it, it kind of keeps developing, unlike the political opinions of your uncle. Oh. Right. Wow, this is getting deep. Yeah. I often find that when you compare two wines, mm-hmm. things get pretty deep pretty fast. They do, yeah. And I often find that a more subtle wine mm-hmm. often reveals itself to be a more complex wine as well. I often find so many things. Well, that's true. Are these things helping you find which wine is which? I would probably, I would have to say, ugh, just because it is... It, it's the subtler one. I, I'm going to say the second one. You think the second one is our Belle Roche? I do think so because I think it's it, it's it's like the understated, like the like the the white Mercedes sedan of wines. It's like mm. I'm 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 here. I have plenty of cash. I don't need to be showy. I don't need to have a Lamborghini. I don't need to you know any of that. I'm just I'm going to show up. I'm here. Yes, my suit cost five thousand dollars, but you can't tell. Right. Right, it's, it's I just like this one better. Exactly, know? it's understated. Uh-huh. As opposed, the other one's a little bit flashier, a little bit showier. It's a, a little bit like the guy who's wearing a lot of bling to be like, look how much cash I have. Yes, you know, I feel like, and, but it's all pretty cheap costume jewelry. Exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is a typical way to come at wine. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I feel like I might have tilted the scale here when I revealed the decanting note. You did. I would have. I I forgot that so fast. Wow, yeah. the wine is doing it's, its doing job. It's doing its job. But I think really you're onto something here mm-hmm. that's universally true when you're doing a blind wine comparison. Mm-hmm. The subtler of the two is typically the fancier of the two. And the more understated the wine, the more it can get away with just saying, yeah, I'm a mm-hmm. $20 bottle. And if you don't think I taste like a $20 bottle, you don't know what a $20 bottle is supposed to taste like. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other one is like, hey, hey, yeah. let me convince you mm-hmm. that I've got a lot going on. Exactly. You were getting a lot of bang for mm-hmm. your buck. 
Yep. That's and there exactly is a, a lot of bang for your buck in wine number one. Mm-hmm. It is enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling we're going to find out. It's the Trader Joe's brand Petite Reserve mm. punching above its weight. <laughs> and I might know the answer. But before we get to the answer, I want to know a little bit about you, John. All right. You are a very talented actor. But one of the things I love about you is that you have a career in voice acting. Correct. And you, as a New Yorker, have to figure out ways to voice act Mm -hmm. in New York City apartments. Yes, that's true. And I have some experience with this as well, as I just forced you to shuttle between two different rooms in my apartment Mm -hmm. while we found the one where the dog was crying the least. Mm -hmm. The neighbor's dog, by the way, any dog I meet loves me and only cries in my absence. Yes. Well, obviously. Yes. Well, I'm. I'm okay. Good. I'm glad I was. That's I was about... also what happens with men I meet. True. Children I meet. <laughs> yeah. The trees. The willows. Well, it's good. a very complicated world. Indeed. Well, I was. I was all set to pretend like we were in a glorious midtown studio, looking down on the rest of the city. Um, yeah. But... Welcome. You know, here we are, Shetler Studios. Indeed. Uh, but more importantly, mm-hmm. when you record, yes, you've you've made a little recording booth for yourself. I hear. I have. Uh, where is this recording booth you've made? It is where my girlfriend used to keep her coats. Wow. Um, you, she must have had a very large coat room. She was not that large of a coat room, actually. Really? Um, I just, I just You're make... saying your apartment didn't come with a mid-century coat room? It did not, no. And I just make myself very small. When wow. I, um, yeah, big voice, small space, very dense. Wow. Um, yeah, no, I know. I mean, it's a, it's a hall closet and, uh, the studio, my studio consists of, uh, a mic stand with an iPad music stand on it. And over on the right is a little, uh, TV table with the new fanless MacBook. Ah, yeah. no fan no sound. No fan sound. And, uh, I've, I've got it set up. Because I, I do um, uh, mostly, I spend the vast majority of my time in that room doing audiobooks. So I have to have it set to like when I hit record, it backs up 10 seconds. I say the words along with myself and then I keep going and, and say more words until I get to the end. I think uh, one of the things that I love about this is the amount of attention to detail that you have to put in because mm-hmm. audiobook work is actually extremely high quality audio. Uh, many people listening to this might not know that podcast audio is basically the garbage of the audio <laughs> world. We compress this shit so much mm-hmm. to deliver it straight to you yep. that it, it really, there could be a lot of imperfections in the recording space. We yep. are recording in a kitchen right now, and honestly, it wouldn't sound much better if we were recording in a studio because of yep. all the compression. Yeah, there's this nice podcast sizzle. Yeah. To it, right? Uh, and, and in fact, many uh, podcasters or podcasting apps will artificially add that extra kind of compression and mm-hmm. sizzle, uh, partly because they know people are going to be listening on tiny headphones on the mm-hmm. subway. And so they just blow out the voice. They blow mm-hmm. out the levels. Uh, and in fact, that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I love so it. I hope you enjoy how loud and clear all the audio is. And forgive me if you can also occasionally hear the refrigerator. Brilliance! Yes, whereas you, you mm. don't have room for any of that error. No, no, I'm very close to the mic, and it's like I'm whispering in your ear my uh, my entire book from 13 hours of just this. Oh, my really God. Really great to uh, fall asleep to, and, um, yeah, so, and, uh, or perhaps uh, get, get really riled up to in the case of the action thriller with lots of great character voices and um, international intrigue. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is, I, I was just transported. <laughs> and it really made me realize, like, the difference there is, like, you're you're getting in close and you're going all national mm. public radio uh, on there's, me. There's a bit of that. I mean, it's, I, 
that's kind of where I tend to go anyway, just because I'm in a very small room with, with full ear cans on, and it, it's, it just sort of tends to go that way, so I actually like to fight against that while still staying slow and while still making the, the, the script, the book, the text move forward. Right. You know, it's, it's a, it's, but it is, it's a marathon. Like it is, you know, like I do voiceover commercials as well. And that is, you know, they, they will literally record each sentence or each phrase separately and cut it together. Right. I mean, it's, it's very, you know, it's like, it's well, like you TV. know, I, that's why I had you sit here mm-hmm. and just say a bunch of different words mm-hmm. off of a list. Yes. If you could continue now with page 67, it Absolutely. starts with orange mm-hmm. and ends with bodega. Got it. Kumquat, uh, acerbic. Uh, Reichenbacher. That's going to be really great for yeah. the tasting note when I, I <laughs> string it together for you to say notes of acerbic kumquat yeah. from mm-hmm. a Reichenbacher. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a really efficient way to produce audio. Yes, I, yeah, <laughs> definitely. But it is absolutely different than the kind of work you do yeah. uh, with audiobooks. And I have to say, as we talk about it, it makes me realize, like, you, you bring people in really close and yeah. make things really intimate. Whereas I sit here and I kind of shout across the bar, right. like, like maybe you can't hear what I'm saying, mm-hmm. John. John, <laughs> I was talking about, I was talking about the wine. Could you order me a a a, 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 the, a, a wine? A, could you order me? Yeah. A, a, oh no, never mind. That's not the bartender. Buffalo That's the Trace. bar back. Okay. Yeah, Buffalo Trace. Yeah, Buffalo mm-hmm. Trace wine. Thank you. You got it. Ah, yeah, it, it is. It's it is. It's it's very close. Somebody said it, it. It is. It's like you're whispering a story in someone's ear. And so, as somebody like me who was trained in theater, um, it's it's almost the, the opposite of what they opposite. train you to do. It is. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's every single inflection and and breath. Breath is the hardest part. I realized how noisy I breathe when I first, because I do a lot of the editing myself as well, and I was just realizing, like, as I'd get so into the story, and that would. And I was like, that's awful. And you can use all sorts of filters and debreathers and things, and but it makes it sound bad because it cuts out. Debreathers. Yeah, it's a filter, and it's AI will go in there and find the breath frequency and cut it out. That is the computers just looking at us as sacks of meat and going, mm-hmm. "We see an inefficient, disgusting thing you do. Exactly. Let us remove it." Exactly. Yeah, it's essentially they just like put a ventilator in your chest so that you're always exhaling. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's like circular breathing. The Kenny G of, yeah. Yeah, of audiobooks. Yes, yeah, exactly. exactly. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you already <laughs> know, I'm joined by the Kenny G of audiobooks, Jonathan <laughs> Horvath. He's a very talented voice actor, and he's drinking two wines with me tonight. One of them is Trader Joe's Petite Reserve Cabernet Sauvignon from Paso Robles, California. That one's a 2015 Mm, and the other wine is Belle Roche. Belle Roche from France is from 2016, but oh, it is from France and it is so Roche. The Northern Roche region? The Roche. Yeah. Not, not, the, not the ugly Roche. Are you ready to name which one is which? I'm going to go with my, my original assessment. I think this, the second one is the Rochiest. The second one is indeed the Rochiest, which leads me to my favorite game. Ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan Horvath will now play How Much Did It Cost? Ooh, boy. Yes, Um, that's right. All you have to do is guess one of them, and the other one is about twice as much or mm -hmm. half as much, depending on which one you guess. I'm going to say the Trader Joe's is, ooh, $14. Ooh! Is that higher than the trade? Yep. And then it's the other that would make the Belle Roche a $30 bottle. It would. So you think it's so subtle and so smooth that it must be 
the $30 bottle. Either that or I just shop at overpriced wine shops. You might, because mm -hmm. in reality, mm -hmm. the Trader Joe's Petite Reserve is $7 Holy. a bottle, and the Belle Roche is 15 average uh, price. Well... I know. You were you were onto something when you started the price, but you mm -hmm. were guessing the wrong one. Yeah, I was wine. guessing the wrong price. Uh, you know, the Belle Roche, I have to say, is extremely high quality for that price. You yeah. might have to pay more depending on the liquor store, mm -hmm. but if you could get this for under $20, the Belle yeah. Roche is a really solid, subtle, uh, and easily parable Cabernet Sauvignon. It really is. And you'll seem impressive when you're like, hi, I brought you some Belle Roche. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you about it by reading this incredibly descriptive wine label in a segment we call Dramatic Readings of Wine Labels. <clears throat> Winemakers are always seeking to craft a special wine from special grapes. One so exquisite that it simply has to be christened there. Belroche. This year, we were in no doubt that this coveted title should go to our Cabernet Sauvignon. The wine abounds with concentrated black currant, spice, and toast. And while it may be a Cabernet, it's finely structured behind the succulent, juicy black fruit character. Save this special wine for a moment of pure indulgence and decant a good hour before serving. Belle Roche. Wow. While you were doing that, I uh, Google translated Belle Roche. It means beautiful rock. The beautiful, beautiful rock. rock. One wine every year is the beautiful rock. All the others are just rocks, but this wine. The beautiful rock. The beautiful rock. I feel good about my black, my, my plum. I would say that the goes plum, with black, black fruit. Plum, black black yep, fruits. Black fruit. I actually think your tasting notes yep. were pretty on par there. Um, do you think it's called black rock, beautiful rock because of some uh, minerality? Mm, there could it's be a little not, minerality not a bunch, there. Sure, if you say so, sure. I'll give it to you. All right. You know what else I'll give to you? Mm. The Trader Joe's Cabernet Sauvignon Petite Reserve from Paso Robles because it has its own little tasting note, and I'd love it if you could read it for us in your audiobookiest voice. Certainly. <clears throat> Chapter 1. Trader Joe's Paso Robles Cabernet Sauvignon. Full-bodied with vibrant dark red fruit. Silky tannins and a good long finish. Wow. Wow. I was just transported <laughs> to a foreign land where Kay Scarpetta was solving a murder or the night walkers were storming the mountain yep. or maybe it was like a how-to book. I yep. don't know. There's clearly a bodice getting ripped somewhere in there, hopefully. Oh, a yeah. bodice. Wow. <laughs> You've really taken people to many faraway many places. places. And... You know what? This wine has taken me to a pretty far away place as well. <laughs> I have to say, I like both of them quite a bit, mm -hmm. but it is easy to say the Belle Roche is the winner of the two. It is indeed. And, of course, you can always bring the Belle Roche to a party and feel impressive, but if you're wondering whether you could get away with bringing a Trader Joe's wine to a party, you can head back and listen to my episode with John Esquivel, where we debated the very subject just in time for your holiday party shenanigans. So really, the question is, John Horvath, mm -hmm. other John, would you bring a Trader Joe's wine to a party at the holidays? As the second bottle, absolutely. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a whole new layer of thinking. <laughs> we just went to a, I think we just graduated to like, Chris tries to review wine 201. <laughs> and you can join us for class again next week by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you found this podcast. John, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at jonathanhorvath.com, uh, where you'll see uh, all the commercial work I've done, voiceovers, and uh, search my name on Audible, and you'll find all the books I've done, including one on obscure wine grapes. 
That is so exciting, I might have to go check it out. And if this were a more successful podcast, I'd tell you Audible has a free trial offer available at audible.com slash wine. But they don't, so don't type that in because it won't work. Stamps.com. That's correct. (laughs) And we'll be back next week with ZipRecruiter here on Chris Tries to Review Wine. Chris Tries to Review Wine is written, directed, and produced by Chris Barlow in association with Dapper Devil Productions. You can find out more about the show and the wines we taste at ChrisTriesToReview.wine. That's right, it's ChrisTriesToReview.wine.